What's up, party people? It's your girl Liz Haftel here with another episode of Clumsy and Confused. Alan just fell off the chair. Great way to start the episode. Um, welcome to this special episode. This week I happen to have some guy sitting next to me that I've known for... How old are you? I'm 26, unfortunately. You're 26? So I've yeah. known him for 26 years. It's my younger brother, Joseph Christopher Haftel. What's your What's your confirmation name? Uh, is it Patrick, I think? Joseph Christopher Patrick Haftel <laughs> is here, um, you know, recording an episode because I made him. So he's here to talk about some stuff that I have no, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not the best either, but I think I, the way I like to think about this is, is that when there's someone that's kind of just learning about it, it's the best way for people that have no idea. So it's just stepping stones, right? Stepping stones. So we're going to talk about the stock market today, huh, Joseph? Yes. We're going to find out how to help you guys make a lot of money. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's a different podcast. All we want are the very basics because I am not intelligent when it comes to finances. So you're you have your MBA. That makes you kind of qualified to do On this, paper, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But I mean, I, we'll, we'll see how this episode goes, and you guys be the judge. We'll see if we ever invite him back ever again after this. We should see how this episode goes. So, anyways, all right, Joseph. Joe, what is the stock market? Like, I don't even know really what the stock market even is. Can you tell me about it? Of course. So let's go down in the layman's terms, Liz. So it's uh, where individuals and institutional investors come together to buy and sell shares in a public venue. Uh, nowadays, you'll see this in electronic marketplaces, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, all of these representations. And you're probably saying, what are these? What does that really mean? But let me break it down as far as you'll probably go on CNN, whatever news, I'm not getting political here, whatever it may be, there's a representation of what's going on with a publicly trading company. Okay. And what that means is that they're allowing people to go out there and buy shares of their company. Okay. Right. So I know it's it's very confusing somewhat, right? There's so many moving parts, but okay. in simplest terms, if you're looking at it, the Dow Jones is the average of the top 30 companies. Okay. So when you look at that, you're looking at the top cream of the crop companies, apples of the world, right? These very prestigious companies that we all know. Uh-huh. NASDAQ is over 3,500 different companies, and you'll see, you recently hear about a company that just went public, right? Yeah. It's called an IPO, Independent Public Offering. And when they go public, then the representation of their company is more assimilated to NASDAQ. So when a company goes public, that's good for the company because that means that they're going to have people invest for, in their company. Right. So the biggest, best way to look at it is like you hear about startups, right? We're in Boston. Yeah. Boston has a lot of startups, especially you're on the healthcare side. When you start a company, you're going to get funding and stuff, private funding. Okay. Equity. But once you become public, now your company is being represented. You have a majority share, but also now people, outsiders, can actually invest in your company as well. And that's where the stock market comes from, investing in those companies. Exactly. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. So you talk, you said shares. Like, what does that mean? What does a share mean? Share is the smallest denomination of a company's stock. So a company actually divvies up their stocks um, and... You might hear the word stock and share. So a stock or a share is the single denomination, but shares is like multiples, right? Mm-hmm. And you think of 
Um, technically, it's the smallest representation of your ownership of that company. You buy an Apple stock. I don't even know what it was at at the end of the Friday when the markets closed. But if you buy that share, you are a shareholder of Apple. So what does that mean, right? Yeah. So when you have this holding all these shares, right, means that you own a part of the company's capital, Mm -hmm. but you're not held personally liable for the company's debt. Gotcha. So like in essence, Liz, just think about this. Apple crashes. You'll lose money because you lost your portion of the shares that you own, right? You bought it, let's just say, $250 a share. Mm -hmm. It's spiking. And we'll get into that later. You're going to lose the money that you invested. But you're not personally – Liz Haftel is not personally liable for Apple – who is it? Tim Cook now or whoever the CEO is. His mistakes. So if – so I own a share, mm-hmm. multiple shares. Like I can say that I'm a shareholder in a company. Mm-hmm. That means that I have stock in that company. Exactly. That's all the same thing. Exactly. Okay. So if the the worst thing that happens is that I lose the money that I invested. I don't owe any extra money if the stock market crashes or anything. Well, we'll talk about that. But if they lose money, that mm-hmm. company loses money, then I don't lose any additional money than what I invested. Exactly. You're not going to be getting a bill at the end of the month or something or the end of the year saying, hey, you gambled on Apple. Your gamble is the money that you put in. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, like, next question, I guess, is what does it mean if the stock market is, like, up or down? Yeah. I'm Great question. And this is something that, I mean, we're still thinking about what reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's just stock market is driven by expectations. Okay. Um, so, they're driven by, Liz, we're all... People that might invest a couple, um, I mean, their disposable income, right? Mm -hmm. You want to maybe have it move instead of sitting in a bank. It's all based on expectations. Best example, we'll talk about Netflix, right? Yeah. You think Netflix is going up amidst COVID, right? Yeah. Everyone's staying in. Yeah. Everyone wants to watch Netflix. Voila, the stock market spikes. And actually, during COVID, Netflix had boomed. And... The same thing, let's just say everyone's like, there's this mass hysteria to go outside and not watch TV. Mm-hmm. Then Netflix is going to be going down because it's the expectations of a company's um, success in that given time. Okay. So the underlying thing about this analysis is what do you expect as the person looking to invest your personal money income into a company's uh, well-being? And it's emotional. And I think that's one of the things that we'll get into when we talk about what should I invest, Mm -hmm. that you have to be cognizant of when you're going through this, when you're first looking around and everything else. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's up and down is expectations. It's driven by facts, but it's a lot of emotion. Gotcha. So can I ask a stupid question? Go for it. So like with COVID and everything like that, right, we've said that the stock market has gone down, mm-hmm. right? Because people are investing less money and a lot of companies have lost their value. But some parts of the stock market go up, right? Mm-hmm. So like different companies, like you're saying Netflix. And like, so I own stock in Moderna for whole shares, everybody. Right. How amazing am I? I'm right. so amazing. You are a real winner. I'm a real winner. Joe's getting a phone call because he's it's so right. popular. It's all right. Um, so... I so my stock in Moderna has gone up though, mm-hmm. so, but the whole stock market has gone down. Does that happen a lot? Like certain companies go up and and every day, even though when the 
the every whole day. stock market goes down. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll get into it with recessions and stuff, right? Yeah. You're famously, I mean, everyone thinks they know about a recession when they watch The Big Short or some great movie, great mm-hmm. book. Um, but yeah, Liz, I mean, it's just the way the market goes. There's mm-hmm. certain days, certain current events. I mean, it gets political, unfortunately, that we're actually measuring economics with politics, but um, it's all dependent on what the way the world is going, right? And mm-hmm. example, I work for a cloud company mm-hmm. and they were actually more successful during COVID because just like Netflix, their solution was capable of not having people actually personally or physically there to sell their technology. So it's all the way the world, it's it's a crapshoot, right? It's yeah. anything in life. It's lucky, right? You're trying to find the next big thing for your company that's going to be able to, in the future, withstand ups and downs, everything else. Mm-hmm. So you have your like Dow Jones and everything else. Those companies are consistent because maybe they are monopolizing that, like an Apple. Yeah. Everyone okay. has a phone. Yeah. But there's companies that will be a little bit more less recession-proof or less able to actually t- withstand these hits. Gotcha. So you see a lot of companies right now filing Chapter 11, which is bankruptcy, wiping away their debt because they couldn't withstand it. You'll see it all out restaurants, people that – companies that needed people to actually go to their places or stuff like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did that bring it down a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask another stupid question. That's why we're here. Okay. So I – again, going back to like Moderna, right? Mm-hmm. So I have stock in Moderna. They're trying to make a vaccine for COVID. So – I, ever since they announced that they were trying to make a vaccine for COVID, their stock went up. Right. Is that because we're predicting that they're going to make more money mm-hmm. from that vaccine? Yep. Is that why the stock went up? Yeah. And I mean, that's a great point, especially the relevancy of today. Mm-hmm. Moderna was one of the big companies that are now, if anyone really looks at any type of COVID testing and COVID vaccine, Moderna's name pops up. Mm-hmm. So when they came out saying they were going to be one of the first ones to do it, Boom, it skyrocketed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's emotion too, right? So yeah. it's all tendencies. It's all based on expectations. Yeah. People buy Moderna expecting it because they announced that they're going to be the ones winning the rat race for this COVID vaccine. But that doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. Right. And that's why the stock market, you got to take it with a grain of salt because my roommate and I, uh, Quab, yeah. he makes a good point all the time and a lot of like Reed, um, everyone else, is that it's not an accurate res- representation of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So right now, the stock dropped, Liz, yeah. a, wa- a lot back when it was in March because everyone was f- freaking out because, I mean, it was a st- state of fear and mass hysteria. Yeah. Sorry, I had to shut the window. No worries. But at the same time, it's gotten to a point where it's almost higher than it was before the COVID stuff. And that's people expecting, which is optimistic. Gotcha. But... Going back to your point, original point of Moderna and everything else, it's all based on the relevancy of the times. And right now, everyone cares about is COVID mm-hmm. and how we can get back to normal life ever again. So that's why Moderna, companies like Moderna succeeded in their stocks for a little while. They came back a little bit because driven by, you know, science, everything's driven by facts. Yep. When you start to see the research, they're like, they're not as far along as you might think. Then people will kind of throw their money, pick their money out of Moderna and put it into another company that they think might win the rat race. Gotcha. It's gotcha. all a gamble. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So up and down, cash flows, all that stuff. But Joe, what is a stock market crash? Like technically, what is a crash? It's just a sudden dramatic decline of stock prices across basically the entire stock market, resulting in significant loss of paper wealth. 
So are driven. So crashes are driven by panic selling. Um, as much as there's a lot of economic factors behind it, I won't get into those details. Um, it's all speculation and maybe an economic bubble. I say bubble because I'll talk about briefly in 2008. A lot of us were there listening to this. I mean, I was freshman year, you first year in Northeastern. Yeah. Yeah. Ending my freshman year in Northeastern. I didn't even know what the heck was going on. I was so naive. But I mean, you can watch the big short. You can read up on everything else. That was basically Liz. The reason for that crash is that there was an underlying bubble of a lot of people buying houses, houses and getting subprime mortgage loans when they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. So people were buying all these homes. And then they couldn't afford them. Right. So then they left. They mm-hmm. skipped town. And then where's all this money going? There, someone owes that money, right? Mm-hmm. And the banks got in trouble, like uh, Lehman Brothers and all those banks that you don't even hear about anymore, because they were giving people loans that weren't supposed to happen. And then it started to burst, and they thought they weren't getting caught because they were the ones selling in. They thought they can set, make their money off the interest rates. But they were selling it to people that had no business buying half a million dollar homes and such. So yep. in essence, stock market crashes because of a very compelling event. You have the stock Great Depression, everything else, and it wipes away uh, a significant amount of paper wealth. And it puts a lot of people in a bad position, especially those that invested heavily of their uh, disposable income in the stock market. Hmm. So it's all a balance, essentially, right? It ever Everything is, right? I mean, it's everything yeah. in life. But the stock market is really interesting because the science of it, like economics, the science of business, it all comes down to how much you research, how much you know about it. And how you can actually withstand the kind of highs and lows of what's going on. Moderna, mm-hmm. you're a pharmacist, so you know the ins and outs. I don't I don't know the ins and outs of anything, let's be real. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. But I think in essence, Liz, it's like what I like about the stock market is that it's the science. And you see that both there's people that are emotional buyers and people that are driven by facts. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. So... Now that I kind of understand what the stock market is a little bit more, how do I invest in the stock market? I mean, 2020, it's awesome because there's so many different ways. I mean, you can go to a stockbroker, a financial institution. Their profession is actually someone who buys and sells shares on behalf of a client, and then they just take a stipend of it. Um, there's a, They're actually a registered representative of an investment advisor. A la Northwestern Mutual, Fidelity, all these, like you talk about. You have these people that can represent you. There's a beautiful thing, Liz. You said you don't know anything. Yeah. You can just go to a person that you trust, that you meet with, and say, hey, here's a some of my disposable income. Can you invest in this? Mm-hmm. They'll ask you, how risky do you want to be? Mm-hmm. You tell them, and they know a portfolio for you to invest in all these different types of companies. Shout out to Heidi. Yeah, Heidi, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. Um. But also, not just using people like Heidi and all those people that we know. Mm-hmm. You can go. There's a company now called Robinhood. Okay. Um, so I've heard I mean, of that. Yeah. We're digital. We're all. Everyone's on their phones all the time, and it's an app that you can actually uh, put money from your bank account into the app and invest. Um, it's great because you can contis- continuously up checking everything else. Mm-hmm. But it's risky, right? I mean, yeah. that's your money. I mean, it's not like a game, right? It's you're actually investing money. Um, it's essentially gambling. That is the stock market, right? Okay. It is gambling. But it, I think what's great about gambling—the difference between gambling. What's great about gambling? The difference between gambling and the stock market is that the stock market is proven on facts. Gambling okay. is strategy and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's the luck of the draw. Yeah. Stocks are luck too. You could just jump in and ride a wave, make a lot of money. 
But in essence, it's stat driven and you actually can research the companies that you're putting your disposable income in instead of throwing money on red and hoping that the roulette table hits red. Gotcha. So I, before I invest in the stock market, then I want to do some research into what, which, if I decide that I want to choose which stocks I invest in myself, I should do like a good amount of research before investing in those stocks, huh? I would say, I mean, you don't have to go crazy, right? Because I mean, you want to work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Liz, I'll actually jump down to why should you invest, right? Or what makes you that? Um, I think the best strategy or best advice I can give you as someone that's new to investing itself um, I guess you could call me more of a conservative investor. There's people that are a lot more risky and that's whatever way you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I think the best way of looking at investing is to do research and do look at companies like for you as a pharmacist, you invested in Moderna. Mm-hmm. You thought, oh, I know this company. I've heard of them. They're right outside of the city. I didn't know anything about them. Hussein, my boss from MIT, told me to invest in Moderna six years ago. Six years ago. Hey, I mean, and you're part of that network, so yeah. you knew about it. So yeah. you're a, a part of that. Yeah. I think the best way to look at stocks and everything else is that you have every right to invest in any company that you want. But I would just suggest take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and actually look into what you're investing in, right? Yeah. For me, uh, when I was in grad school, I worked for Tesla. Tesla is probably... You don't even have to know about stocks, but you know about Tesla and you always hear about their stocks and cars. Uh-huh. You got to understand what's really going on with Tesla or you got to understand what's really going on and be a part of it yeah. for, I would say, you should invest a decent amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. So my advice to you is simple. Um, invest like you're buying the entire company, right? I'm taking in the words I read up a lot on Warren Buffett. And he, for those that don't know this, uh, Warren Buffett is probably the most successful investor in American history. Take it through sports fans, the MJ or LeBron of investing. Or Is he related to Jimmy Buffett? God. Do you want me to leave right now? <laughs> this keep isn't going, Mar- keep going. This isn't Margaritaville, Liz. Oh, I um, wish it was. I wish it was. I know. It's only uh, 930 on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, where you have to think about when you're talking about a guy that's successful is that I, when I need to know about something, I look at the people that are most successful in it. So I went to Warren Buffett, and he simply has a couple principles, and I'll just read them down for you. Stick with long-term investment strategy is the first thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. There's certain avenues that you can go in that you might want to try to make a quick buck, but typically that's not going to be as – not saying rewarding, but it's not as conservative, and it's not as – the odds are against you, right? Okay. The second thing I think is the biggest one is invest like you are buying the entire company. Mm-hmm. So you might buy one share in Apple, but you're gung-ho. Like I'm not saying you got to be obsessed by all this Apple material, but invest in it knowing that you're like, I would – if I own this company, I would feel good about. So invest in things that you actually support. Exactly. Don't okay. have a Samsung and just buy a bunch of Apple stock. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't contradict yourself, right? Uh-huh. So think about what you're doing, what your values are, and what you really care about, right? I think that's the fun part of the stock. It's just like rooting for a sports team. You're going to buy and invest your time into the teams that you care about. I mean, my our teams are terrible, but yeah. that's that's another that's another podcast, right? About how bad New York sports teams oh, are. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. But I think you just got to look at these companies like you're buying them themselves. And also do a little research, right? Competitive advantage. Moderna. Mm-hmm. Go back to this one. Um, Moderna has a little bit of competitive because they kind of got a jump start on the COVID vaccine than other ones, right? They're mm-hmm. passing. 
Do you know where they're at right now? Stage three? Where are they at? They're in phase three trials, yeah. There you go. So they're getting close. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we get to a point where we can have a vaccine out there. So that company will, your investment in them is because you believe that they're going to be the ones that get the COVID, right? COVID vaccine, not get COVID, the The vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. But I just think, Liz, the other key things is not just investing, is fine quality companies. Your Mm -hmm. blue chip is what you call them. I think the best way to look at the stock market back in March was that it took a dip because people got fearful of the, of what could ensue. Like another. So they took their money out of the stock market. Right. So a That's lo- why it dipped. Right. Got so you. a lot of companies were down. Their, their stock was down because a lot of shareholders pulled their money. So all of their equity and everything else, their valuation of their company dropped a little bit. Okay. The best way to say our financial advisor, Heidi, said it's like a – discounts like a Memorial Day sale or on a car, right? You can get these big companies and successful companies at like a 25, 30% discount. Because everyone pulled everyone else pulled their money out. Right. So now you are g- gaining an advantage if you invest in those companies when it's down. Exactly. And gotcha. that's and then that's the caveat though, sis, is that when these that's when emotions, right? And yeah. expectations. Yeah. So the one thing I'd say to you when you're investing is do your research Always keep cash on hand because you never know when you're looking at some stuff of your disposable income that you would want to invest in. Don't throw all your disposable income in stocks. Have a little bit of money on the side that you might want to play around with mm-hmm. um, because you always want to see the trends and you want to see and you could be like, oh, Moderna just came out and said they're going to be the one. You want to have a little bit more money before that stock spikes up to a point where you're not going to make money. Yeah. Um, so I just think overall – on my rant is that look at these companies like you're investing in them. Always understand who you're investing with and have like a little bit of a background when you're going to invest in them. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if anybody wants to invest, they can use apps, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, everything. That's what I have is TD Ameritrade. Yeah. Is that okay? Everything. There's no wrong answer to that question, Liz. I think it's all preference. Mm -hmm. If you're not as comfortable with it, I would look at financial advisors of course, the, the caveat with that is that you're going to give them a little portion of your um, net gains. Mm-hmm. But I think if you don't feel comfortable enough and you have a decent amount of disposable income, I think you should start there first. Mm-hmm. I also think advice is take a little chunk of money and play around in Robinhood. Money that you are comfortable enough losing. Yeah. And just go around, play around, research, buy a couple of stocks. You're not going to – you might not make a lot of money, but at least you get understanding of how to buy and sell stocks. Okay, so the the too long didn't listen version of this episode of the podcast is stock market is basically I'm owning a part of a company, mm-hmm. a big public company. They have to be public right. in order for me to invest in the company. So let me stop you there. You could invest in a private company, but when we're talking about the stock market, yep. they're public companies. Okay, so the stock market is all public companies. Yep. Okay. So the Dow Jones is a representative of the top 35 countries. 30. 30. 35 countries. That's yeah, what I just said. Of the top 30 companies, mm-hmm. the richest companies in the United States. Right. The NASDAQ is every company. It's a representation of every every. 3,500 companies and growing of their, it's like, they're both indexes, right? The representations. Yeah. But NASDAQ, if you look at them on the news, Dow Jones is like your top earners. And it's, the Dow Jones usually represents if the top 30 are not doing well, realistically, no one's going to be doing well. The NASDAQ is everybody. Gotcha. And those are called exchanges. The Dow Jones and the NASDAQ are exchanges. Yes and no, right? But I think 
just we're not gonna peel back the onion that much. Just know those are the two ones I know that people will look like on the news. So just have an understanding of it after they listen to us. Gotcha. All right. So your advice is to take some money and invest in the stock market if you are able. Right. You don't want to put your last pennies in the stock market no. because it's always variable and it right. can always it, it can always change, right? Mm-hmm. Based on whether what company you're investing in and the market as a whole mm-hmm. and the state of our country and financially, right? Of course. Okay. Woof, that was a lot of very good information, Joe. I really appreciate you coming on. Actually, I forced you to come here and do this for us, but I think that Finance is something that I don't know a lot about. I feel like in, you I mean, know. I'm learning too, right? I'm yeah. learning. We're all learning yeah. still. But I think that it's important that we all learn together because for us to make smart financial choices in the future, we need to know as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate you being on the show. Any closing thoughts? No, sis. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully, you'll have me back on and we could talk about not finances, but maybe sports. Maybe I'll get a little bit less excited and a little bit more sad, especially talking about my favorite sports teams. He's very sad that the Giants stink this year. All right. It's fine. Maybe they'll win today. It's fine. Well, friends, did you learn something new today? I sure hope so. Join us next time for another episode of Clumsy and Confused.